Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, hey now, how you doing? I hope that you are having an amazing summer, even though it's been super hot, storms and so many other things, but we are on the right side of the dirt, y'all. We are on the right side of the dirt. In case you're just joining us for the first time, you are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do, is be here with you on a Sunday night. So thank you for sticking and staying with us. One of the voices you will hear consistently tonight between now and 10 o'clock is my producer, Jonathan Lowe. I have two producers. Chris Tubbs is um, in charge of the 9 o'clock hour from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, but Jonathan has the two hours in front of him. Jonathan, it's always a pleasure to have you join me on a Sunday night. How you doing? I am doing okay. Uh, just wanted to, before we get into brass tacks and all that business, want to give a shout-out, a happy birthday to my brother. Well, happy birthday, brother. That's the singer, right? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome, man. How old is he? Is he going to tell anybody? A gentleman never reveals his age, <laughs> Geraldine. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. It's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, okay, okay. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. There is so much going on right now in the news that I can't keep up with all of it, Jonathan. And it used to be that I would constantly, you know, not only look at it on television, but I had all these newspapers that I would have to read, you know, before Sunday came around. And what's really interesting to me now is that I really stick with social media. I really stick with Facebook and, and all these articles that are online. And it helps. But at the same time, I'm wondering, what are the others saying about it? You know, sometimes we only hear one side of the story instead of two, three, four, five, six. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't get clarity on it. That is one of my biggest concerns as a host on radio, because I want to make sure that our listeners understand what we're talking about. And I'm not talking about things that are complicated. I'm talking about things that sometimes we don't want to address, but we have to address them. You know, sometimes we have like Women's Month, which is in March, and then there's, you know, Father's This and Father's That. It's amazing if you just give yourself 
time to take a deep breath. And then you come back and say, okay, rub my hands together. And I say, I am ready. I'm ready to deal with what I don't want to deal with, but I better deal with it. Do you ever have that sense when you're looking at different guests that will come on this show? I don't have the sense of that with the guests. I have the sense of that in my life, but not with the guests on this show. Well, most of the time. There there might be a guest where if I'm working with a person and I see a guest on the list that might cause some tension, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll, I might get back and just say, okay, just going to get them on the line. And then we're going to get the popcorn out, see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just make sure that there are no cuss words that go over the air. Just make sure you listed for that. But right. other than that, no, the the guests on this show and, and on the station overall, we are here to hopefully provide a service of informing the public, getting information out there to make their lives better uh i keep saying inform that's the that's the best way to put it inform more inform the, all that stuff but uh, as long as i i believe we're providing that service to folks mm-hmm. um whether it's through levity or seriousness or even sometimes sorrow or grief then i feel we're doing our job and we're good to go Yeah, I have that same feeling. You know, if we're good to go and we feel positive about it, that's great. However, what's really surprising me these days is that we went through a lot in 2020. That was no joke. When that pandemic hit, it hit hard. And we lost so many people uh, in our country and around around the world. And when you really realize how bad it was, you look at it today and you go, phew, that's over with. Here's what I believe. I don't think it's over with. I know people that have had COVID recently. They are, you know, when choirs get together and they're singing or when groups get together and, or you have people that are traveling now in groups, this whole thing is, it's not like they're talking about it enough. That's how I feel. They're not really talking about what is happening today compared to 2020. I, I will agree with you on that where you're not going to see a lot of stuff talking about you, you talk about just COVID in general and people that suffer from what's called long COVID, the symptoms that continue to stick around, even though they may have had the disease at the beginning in middle of 2020 in late 2020, it's still almost three or over three years later. And they're still suffering from symptoms from that. And unfortunately that's something that it, 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 it wasn't, I don't know if it was emphasized as much, but you talk about people saying, oh, we have pre-existing conditions and that's going to affect us if we get the disease. People didn't talk enough, in my opinion, about the fact that once you got the disease, you now had a pre-existing condition. You now had something Whether that you was, like it or not, huh? Exactly. You, <laughs> you had go. something that, was gonna, that could possibly affect you long-term through your life. And so I do agree with you in in that sense. And and real quick I'll say this. There's one thing that I'm I, I'm 
learning about myself, I guess, or, or learn about my philosophy on things. And it's not a, it's a pessimistic one. Yeah. I'm starting to look at life and, and this is through a business sense. I've, there are some businesses that I've grown to know, especially food areas and stuff like that, where you've, they've closed down. Businesses have shut down and have not returned or they have shut down as a result of the impacts of the of the pandemic whether it be inflation or supply chain or whatnot life is a bunch of openings and closings Hmm. if you want to put it simplistically life is a bunch of openings and closings um even your life birth is an opening death is a closing I need to do more to appreciate and celebrate the openings than I do mourn the closings. I need to work on myself on that. Yeah, I think we all need to work on ourselves. And we need to look at hindsight where we were and look at where we are today. Here's what's interesting to me is that this past Thursday we had an update on COVID-19. And when looking at Hennepin County, um, what was interesting um, – I I had a chance to really see how downtown was absolutely outrageously exciting last night. And there were so many young people outside. They were gathered in huge groups and, you know, crossing the streets. And there was so much traffic. It took me like 15 minutes to go four blocks, right? Yet I keep saying to myself, nobody has a mask on. Or maybe there were three people I saw. And they were older that had masks on. So as I look and say, okay, we have to stay up, updated on COVID-19, the vaccines and all of this stuff, right? Um, they're still suggesting that in Hennepin County, the COVID-19 hospital admission level is low, okay? Um, it also says that you can avoid contact with people who have suspected um, or confirmed COVID-19. But I wonder if people are really confirming it. Or are they just saying, oh, I have COVID again, but it'll be just fine. I don't need to talk about it or tell anybody about it or even go find out if it's real. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to do my thing. We're, we're all done with the mask well, and no, taking this stuff. Yeah. I just I just heard from someone recently who said that they had COVID. They recently had it. And so I think people are taking it more as okay it's going to be around we're going to deal with it but they're not going to they're not going to just tell nobody that they have it they're there's i think they still let people know tell people warn people hey i've got this and you need to stay stay away from me for a few days or i need to quarantine for i believe i believe the cdc got that down to 10 days um from 14 but I think people are taking it seriously enough where they're they're not putting other people at risk if they know that they have it. It's like if you have the flu in the winter time, you're not going to go into work, you're not going to go out to shows or out to your other activities cuz you don't want to get other people sick. I think COVID is definitely in that same avenue. Yeah, but you know, I, I I think for me, I need to know 
where we're at today. I would love to hear more about it. I'd love for for us to have lots of articles. Of course, Minnesota has done a great job. The CDC.gov is what you need to go to in order to find out where we are today, especially if you have been exposed to COVID-19. And then after being exposed to COVID-19, there are immediate things that you should do, like wear a mask as soon as you find out you were exposed. Uh, Day zero is the day of your last exposure to someone with COVID-19. Day one is the first full day after your last exposure. And, you know, some people will say that makes no sense to me. But really, these were the same things we talked about in 2020 into 2021. So as many of us that can hear me tonight, hear Jonathan and I tonight, please know that COVID is still real. I'm not trying to scare anyone. All I'm saying is that if you have the symptoms, take the test. If the test says that you have COVID, believe it. Believe it and do the right thing so that you don't infect others because we don't want to go back to 2020. I know I don't. So I'm still very conscious of what I need to do, not just for myself, but for my mom, for the elders in my life. I want to make sure that it's going to be okay. I know we have to take a break, Jonathan, but we'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking and staying with us right here at WCCO. If you've never heard my voice before, maybe you don't know me as a host. My name is Geraldine Steele. And the show is called Still Talking because I've been talking since fourth grade. I mean, many times I got in trouble for talking all the time. That is for sure. Um, as we talk about all of these topics and things that we care about, I do want to say something to women that are listening right now. First of all, this week our um, our colleagues at the um, at the New York Times they're saying that they're going to publish 
uh, the final episode in their podcast series called The Retrievals. And it's recently been among the most popular podcasts in the country. And it covers a topic that the media often ignores, like women's pain. And we're turning over the rest of the, this newsletter to a woman named Susan Burton from Serial. And I hope that you will read this article. It's really good. So I'm just going to give you a little bit about it because I was one of those women who really felt like no one was listening to me when I told them I was in pain during um, a difficult time for me. Um, and in the article by Susan Burton, she says, For many women, tolerating pain is the only choice they have. The only one. Here's a little bit. In medical settings, it is common for women's pain to be ignored or dismissed. In other cases, it is not properly treated. This phenomenon is particularly agonizing for women in some of their most vulnerable moments. If you have been a gynecological patient, maybe you have felt unprepared for the pain of a procedure like an IUD insertion. Wonder why you were not offered a better option to control your pain before the HSG, a pelvic x-ray in which dye is shot into your uterus, or been told in any number of situations that you will feel pressure or this will pinch or take Tylenol. This is for real. So any woman that is listening today, if you are a teenager and you are having pain in your body, especially in your private parts, I am telling you, when it comes to women in pain, this is a big deal. And we have to all address it. Be sure that you talk to your doctors. Be sure that you are always ready with the questions when you go in to see a doctor. Right? Even those that are trying to, to have a baby. Right? in vitro. And it's so difficult. Many of them are in pain and some don't want to say it. Some say it and no one is listening. So please be aware of your pain and make them listen. All right. Coming up next will be the weather and so much more. We've got a great show lined up for you. Our first guest at 735 is Charlene Briner. Implementation coordinator for the Office of Cannabis Management. Yep. It's that time we need to talk about cannabis. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. We all have to say something and deal with it. All right, Jonathan, we're going to take a break and we'll be back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with Steel Talk. And if you are just now joining us, uh, we've I've been here for 25 years at WCCO. Thank you for the opportunity. And I tell you, I'm so excited when I'm on with Jonathan Lowe as well. I do want to say that we have a guest at 735. And she, is she ready to join us now, Jonathan? Yes. Awesome. 
Okay, this week, recreational use of marijuana will go into effect across Minnesota. Now, if you haven't read up on the new law, what should we know about expanded use of the drug? Well, to take us through the details, we welcome Charlene Breiner to the show. And she's the implementation coordinator for the state's new Office of Cannabis Management. And she joins us now on John Schuster Caldwell Baker Hotline. How are you, Charlene? May I call you Charlene? Of course you may. It's nice to be with you tonight. It's great to have you. Implementation coordinator. (laughs) That's pretty heavy, man. So how did you feel when you found out that you were chosen? I keep trying to leave state government. I've been around for a while. I was the deputy commissioner at the Department of Education, and then I left to start my own business. I came back for a stint as the deputy at uh, the Department of Human Services. They kept uh, they kept calling me back. I've done a stint as an interim director at the Racing Commission, and now I'm standing up the Cannabis Management Office. So I am... Um, I feel a little bit like a boomerang, but the good news is that I know the language of state government and I know how to navigate it pretty quickly. I love to hear that. Now tell me, do you feel strongly that this whole cannabis situation is the thing we need to do? You know, the law has been signed by Governor Walsh. It's going to go into effect on August 1st. I think that I feel... I I wasn't part of negotiating the bill, but I watched it from the outside. And I do think that attitudes around cannabis have changed. We're not the first state to do this. We're not even among the first 10 states to do it. Nearly half of states were the 23rd. So nearly half of states in the United States have made the decision that cannabis should be legal and that we should be lifting the criminal sanctions that have really caused a lot of harm to both individuals and communities across the state. What are you hearing from I think it's a good thing for Minnesota in terms of providing new opportunities and some uh, harm reparation. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing for me. I don't mind it at all. I think that we can live together (laughs) with this new law and it's okay as long as we all understand it. Do we have a, um, a committee that is ready to go out and about into the communities door to door if you have to, to make sure that everyone understands what it really means in this law? Well, I think that we're doing as much as uh, as much public information and outreach as we can. One thing that's really important, we have a good source of information with the new Office of Cannabis Management website. Uh, so people should take a look at that. It's got a lot of detailed information about what's allowed, what's not. I don't think that going door to door is necessarily something that is going to be uh Uh, practical or necessarily beneficial. I think that there's a lot of information uh, in our, a lot of news outlets. I think that there's a lot of information publicly available. And I think that people know that um, they can use common sense and good judgment. And this is for people who choose to consume and choose to use it. So it's not a mandate. It's not for everybody. Certainly just like alcohol is not for everybody. It's a choice that adults over the age of 21 can make. So what is the first thing you would do um, when this comes up and people are in cafes and diners trying to figure it out? They're talking about it. Would you be (laughs) one at a table, even if you were alone? And would you get up if you heard the conversation begin and they didn't understand it? Would you get up and go over to that table and try to explain it to them? (laughs) 
I don't think I would unless somebody asked me. I'm not in. Um, I, I'm not accustomed to just inserting myself into conversations. However, in a casual conversation with people who would have questions for me, I would certainly share what I know about it. Oh, excellent. Okay, so recreational marijuana. Some of us don't really know what that means. Can you give us that definition? <laughs> it's. Um, we use the term, actually, rather than recreational, we've started to use the term adult use because we want to make very clear this is for people over the age of 21. Mm -hmm. It is the cannabis that you're accustomed to that, uh, listen, I'm of a certain age, and throughout the 70s and 80s, people were consuming cannabis illegally. It is the same product. It is, uh, it is now in a lot of expanded forms. So people used to think about just smoking uh, a joint. Uh, there are... Uh, Cannabis drinks and edibles and tinctures and oils. There's also medical cannabis, which people can get a prescription for. So it is a, a substance that people choose to use both recreationally and therapeutically derived from the marijuana plants that many of us are familiar with seeing, at least in pictures or uh, in images. You know, in my own life, in my own heart, I really think mm -hmm. that this is much better than alcohol. Right. I think that we have more challenges with alcohol than we do with recreational cannabis. But there are many people who would disagree with me on that and have. Um, so I'm really curious about the law that mandates the um, expungement, expungement of all misdemeanor mm -hmm. marijuana offenses and creates a cannabis expungement board. How many people will be on that board? So um, I have to be very clear that the Office of Cannabis Management will not be running the expungement process or the Cannabis Expungement Board. That oh. will actually happen with the Department of Corrections, right, because it, it impacts people who have intersected with and who have both level and more serious offenses related to cannabis. So the Department of Corrections will be taking two, two separate tracks. One is the automatic expungement of low-level offenses and there's nothing that people have to do to get that expungement that will be processed through the department of corrections and uh, the bureau of criminal apprehension and then the second part is this expungement board that will take a look at the more complicated or people with higher level offenses and people will be able to have their case heard and that expungement board will make a decision about whether or not those uh, those cases should be expunged. That's going to take a little time to stand up. Uh, the automatic piece of it is really a matter of writing the computer code. Um, and then the expungement board will be appointed and be standing up within. I, I'm not even certain what the timeline is through the Department of Corrections, but I know it's going to be. They're working at a, at a quick pace, just like we are over on the implementation side. So here's the thing for me that um, is challenging. Um, when it comes to the age group, right, there are some teenagers mm -hmm. that look older than 21. There are teenagers mm -hmm. that are already really interested in it and want to get going. And we know that there are bad agents who want to make sure that they can sell this to children. It, it keeps on going, right? It, it never seems to end. And I'm just curious to know your job and and is that what you are to do is to make sure that children are safe the teenagers are safe absolutely so the bill is very clear that youth possession by a minor is not allowed under the law just like you have to be 21 to buy a case mm -hmm. of beer or to buy a bottle of wine you have to be 21 to consume cannabis or to possess cannabis 
Number two, if you are a retailer, and again, we're talking about building a regulated market. So what we've seen is this illegal or illicit market, and we're trying to transfer to a safe, reliable, regulated market. People will get business licenses to operate, to cultivate, to manufacture, and to sell in a dispensary or other retail setting. And it is illegal for a retailer to sell cannabis to anyone under the age of 21. And there are criminal penalties for violating that law. So safety of children and youth and the community at large is runs through the entire bill and the way that it was structured. So a lot of people will go outside because not everyone is wants to inhale that smoke, right? So I was mm-hmm. really happy to read that smoking will also be allowed outside anywhere. It isn't prohibited by the state's Clean Indoor Act. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. That uh-huh. gives me a lot of clarity, and I don't have to worry okay. about my oldest grandchild, okay? <laughs> Right, exactly. So anywhere that you cannot smoke a cigarette indoors, you cannot consume cannabis indoors. So the same applications that you see with the Minnesota Clean Indoor Air Act. Additionally, in your community, it will be important for people to understand public use in their own community. So while the law itself is pretty expansive around uh, public places where you can consume, where you can smoke or vape, local cities can develop their own policies and ordinances to prohibit it. So, for instance, you see a lot of communities where smoking is not allowed in a public park. They may choose to update their policies to include smoking or vaping of cannabis. So it's really important to know that local communities have the ability to enact the same sort of laws that they already do when it comes to cigarette smoke. We also see on television often in different states that there's so much marijuana right now. There's so many people that are mm-hmm. growing it. Um, are you at all concerned about what is happening here? Will it, you know, being legal to grow cannabis at home? Uh, are, are we looking more to saying, no, you can't do it inside the house, but you can do it in a greenhouse or that sort of thing? Well, there are, um, there are limits in the law that allow people to grow at home. So people can have up to eight plants in their residence. Four of those can be mature or flowering uh, at one time. And so there are limits. And so uh, it's not that you can just open up your own greenhouse in the backyard and go to town. There are, just like there are personal use and possession limits, there are Uh, limits to the amount of plants that you can grow and maintain in your own home or your own residence. It's remarkable uh, the knowledge that you have about this, and that really puts me at ease. So thank you for that. No, seriously. I've learned it fast. Let me tell you, I am new to this uh, like many Minnesotans, um, but I have gotten a great deal of reassurance by the broad range and scope of the bill and the, the questions that policymakers and advocates really addressed before even putting pen to paper to write the, to write the law. Yeah. Yeah, my father was killed by a drunk driver when I was 14 years old, Mm. and we miss him terribly even today. So I'm just curious to know what happens if uh, a driver is under the influence of cannabis, and and I'm assuming this would be a crime. Is that correct? Same way. So it is illegal to drive under the influence, whether it's under the influence of alcohol or under the influence of cannabis or any other drug. Right. Driving while impaired is a violation of the law in Minnesota and local law enforcement, state patrol, state troopers will be monitoring uh, drivers for signs of impairment. There are um, 
there are millions of dollars in the law to do additional training and education for law enforcement to be able to identify signs of driver impairment. And so we believe that there are going to be some proactive steps taken to make sure that our roads are safe. We don't want any family to be in the same situation that yours is, certainly. Okay, um, here's my final question. I just want to make sure that um, it can be uh, so many young people that can find it and they start smoking and they get sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that particular batch is was tainted with something. How do we make sure that what is we're putting in the state of Minnesota, what we're putting out there, that it will not be tainted? How do we make sure of that? Mm-hmm. So that's, again, that's one of the benefits of having a regulated licensed market. So there will be requirements for quality testing, um, limits in products, um, what a facility looks like and how they manufacture and the safety of those products. And so there's a lot of uh, precautions on the front end being taken to make sure that what we create are safe products that people can have some assurance uh, that they're purchasing something that's not got uh, unknown substances just that, you know, that's the hard thing about having a market that's not regulated. This will actually have a lot of quality control built in. We're going to be writing a lot of rules in the state, everything from product labeling to the way that we test at facilities to the kind of fertilizers that cultivators and growers use on their crops. And so there's going to be some pretty stringent measures to ensure the quality and the safety of the products that are available for sale. My goodness, some parents are definitely nervous about this. I'm even one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I just, I'm just going to keep reading about it. There's so much information mm-hmm. on this. Where can people go to get all this information that we are hearing about? So they can go to the Office of Cannabis Management at the state of Minnesota. It's www.cannabis.state.mn.us. And there is all kinds of information, everything from uh, what adult consumers should know, uh, information for people interested in starting a business, um, information for the general public about all the questions you had. One thing that I should share with you that I think, um, because I don't think you're alone, people are always worried about young people. Certainly, I've dedicated the bulk of my career to the health and safety and education of young people. I You know, you don't work at the Department of Education for eight and a half years in a leadership position without thinking deeply about what's good for children. But what we've seen in other states is that the onset of first use of cannabis and actual use of cannabis has dropped. When the market becomes legal, it is less exciting and enticing to young people. And so we hope that we'll see the same thing in Minnesota. Oh, my goodness. I hope I can have you back on again. I think you are quite <laughs> remarkable. And you're so bold and you're going forward with this. There will be a lot of people in your face, a lot of people trying to pull it down. Um, and I really hope that you will stick and stay with it. We have to know well, for sure. <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. I feel very lucky to be in on the ground floor of this. But I should also make very clear that I am in an interim role. I'm leading the search for the new director. So I'm standing at the office and doing some of the early work, but we will have a new leader who's going to be the face of this. Um, But until that time, I'd love to talk to you anytime with any additional questions you have or your listeners may have. I look forward to that. Charlene Briner is her name, Implementation Coordinator for the Office of Cannabis Management, brand new office, and it is a woman in power. Thank you for joining (laughs) us tonight. I look forward to the next time. 
Thanks for having me on and for providing this great information for your listeners. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break and then we'll be back with, I want to give a little bit more information about what sort of businesses does this law authorize. And it's quite fascinating. I'm just going to read a bit of it and we'll be back. It is now 7.54 here at WCCO. Welcome back, everyone. I just wanted to add to this conversation about this consuming of cannabis. And the question is, what sorts of businesses does the law authorize? And it says it creates 15 types of licenses, including cannabis cultivator, which allows the license holder to grow enough cannabis plants to fill up to 30,000 square feet. That was a shocker for me. Then there's cannabis manufacturer, which allows a business to process cannabis flour into other products such as concentrates, edibles, and topicals. Manufacturers can sell products to other businesses too. Now, cannabis retailer, allowing the holder to operate up to five retail stores, commonly called dispensaries, as you know, in other states. Cannabis micro-business, which allows a company to cultivate up to 5,000 square feet, manufacture and sell cannabis products at a single location. It's even more, okay? There's just so much information we all need to take it in before we really make a decision and say, no, we should keep it out of the state of Minnesota before we get there. Make sure we know that we're talking about all Minnesotans, those who are sick. I had an uncle who was so sick with cancer, and it was cannabis that gave him relief. All right, it's time for me to let go of it all, but I'm telling you what is happening to the state of Minnesota. Some of us are terrified, absolutely terrified of this whole idea of cannabis and how easy it seems to be to make sure you have it. But wow. What do we think of here in Minnesota? Don't you think we're better than that, than just doing it for the sake of doing it, even though we're not being cautious about it or trying to drive with it? So let's have conversations at our dinner tables. Let's have conversations with our friends. Get them together and let's all discuss it. All right, it's been a pleasure being with our guest this hour. Jonathan, it's been fun, man. Read all about it. You probably already have read about it, but... Everybody should read about it. <laughs> All right, everyone, coming up will be the 8 o'clock hour in just a moment. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 